It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Welcome to the Practice Norwegian podcast and episode 16 on the basic grammar series. So this is episode 16 out of just 20. And then you have all of the grammar for the basic level, but it's also more or less all of the grammar for the Norwegian language. So the topic of today is the concept of sin, which means his own, her own, or their own. It's a little bit complicated because you have to analyze the sentence and see the subject and the object and the relationship between them. But once you know the, the technique here, you can apply it and it's it's always consistent. So first, just an example. If you say in Norwegian, han hente bilen sin, it means he is picking up his own car. If you say han hente bilen hans, he's picking up someone else's car. So in English, you would just say if he picks up his car, you don't know if it's his own or somebody else's. In Norwegian, you have two different concepts for this. But then you also have to check who is the subject. So if the subject is a he or she or they, han, hun, eller de, and the object belongs to them, you would use the concept of sin. So also, so that's one part, is to know when to use the sin as a concept. The second part is which ending to put on sin, because it follows the patterns of uh, your or my stuff, like min or din. So the four endings are seen, see, sit, and seen. So for an example, han legger sønnen sin, he puts his own uh, his own uh, son to bed. Han er på øya si, he's on his own island. Han vasker huset sitt, he's washing his own house. Han mister nøklene sine, he is losing his own keys. So now first, just just for the ending part, and we always going to use sin in the following example. So you can try to fill in the gap. If you say, hun hente jakka, and then the right version of sin. So you can see, hun hente jakka, a mint is a female, and the female version is C. Yes, it's like me and D. Hun hente jakka, C. And then, han tømmer glasset, he is emptying his own glass. Glasse is a neutral, glasset, you, you write it glasset, that's a neutral. So then, han tømmer glasset, sit, with a T, double T at the end, sit. And then, hun fyller koppen, she is filling her own cup. Kopp en, en means it's a male. So then, the version of sin would be, mm -hmm, good, hun fyller koppen sin. And then for the plurals, de hente jackene, they are uh, grabbing or fetching or picking up their own jackets. De hente jackene, sine. Good. So that is the part of the four different endings. And now back to when you will use the sin concept. And to try to just state the rule here as succinct as possible, if the subject in the sentence is a third person, meaning if the subject is he or she or they, and the object of the sentence belong to them, 
you would use the sin concept. And you would have the ending on the sin according to what the object is. So if uh, so that is the rule, so another way of putting this is like you never use sin as the subject, for example. It all, it's only for the object if the object belongs to the subject and the subject is a third person. Okay, so some examples with sentences. Han hente bilen, he picks up uh, the car and then, which is his own. So his own car, then you have to say han hente bilen, sin, yes. And then he's picking up a friend's car instead. Han hente bilen, mm -hmm. hans, because the friend's car doesn't belong to the subject, like he in the sentence. So then you do as we did before, putting Hans for his. Like, uh, Hans, hennes, deres is the normal possessives. So which you have to use when you don't, with the sin condition for sin doesn't apply. Okay, and now you have two major traps for when it f feels like you should use sin, but you don't. And the first one is you just have to keep track of who is the subject. So for example, han reiser på tur med kona, and then you want to say he's going on a trip with his own wife. Han reiser på tur med kona, si. Because kona, female, si, in this sentence, she belongs to the subject, he, therefore you have to use the sin concept. But the similar sentence is han, so he and his wife go on a trip. Han och kona, and then, you have to use hans. Han och kona hans reiser på tur sammen. Because he and his wife are both the subject. So this is one of two big, big traps that is very common to, to not seeing in the beginning. Han och kona hans reiser på tur sammen. The other is if you have a subclass, you have to start over and look at the subclass. What is the subject and the object in the subclass? So if you say, han sier at kona, so he says that his wife is home today. So you can think, okay, he is the subject, his wife is the object. Then you can say, han tenker at kona si. But in the subclass, after at you get the subclass, so the subclass is just, his wife is home today. And in the subclass, she is the subject. You never use sin on the subject. So then you get, han sier at kona hans er hjemme i dag. And another one, han spør fordi kona, gap, vil reise til Paris. So he's asking because his wife wants to go to Paris. You can, it could feel like the same thing that he is the subject in the beginning and that his wife is the object belongs to him. But you have fordi and then you get a subclass. And in the subclass you just have his wife wants to go to Paris. So she's the subject in the subclass. So then you get han spør fordi kona hans vil reise til Paris. But then if you say, if you just change a few words in the sentence, you can get like, he wants to go to Paris with his wife. Then we're back to like, he is the subject in the sentence. She has the object function and belonging to, he, to the subject. So, han skal til Paris med kona si. So, this might feel a little bit confusing in the beginning, but once you've done it a few times, you just have it clear before you. Like in the, in the normal sentence or in the subclass, you have to look at subject, object, and just watch out for if you have many in the subject position or 
you have to start that you have a blank page when you see the subclass. So if you then say uh, that he says that he will go with his wife, han sier at han skal reise med kona, there's a gap. Here you have han sier at, you get a subclass, and here the subclass is at han skal reise med kona. So here you have another han in the subclass, and then you get kona si. Han sier at han skal reise med kona si, because you have both the subject and the object in the subclass. Okay, so that's all the grammar for like how you know, when to use the sin concept and finding the right ending. So to repeat the grammar of it, if the subject is he, she, or they, and the object belongs to the subject, you have used the you will use the sin concept. That's the requirement. And there's no way around this. There's no way of um, kind of thinking that it's his or her own uh, car or a journey or, or a trip because it, it has to be the structure in the sentence has to be accordingly that he and or like he or she or they subject object belongs to them okay so now we're going to have at the end here a long sentence with seven gaps which is testing all the things we said now with the normal conditions the um, subclass and watch out for who is the subject. Okay, so first, so he says, uh, he picks up his car and says that his car is the best in the world. So first, he picks up his car, han hente bilen, so if you guess now, I can help on the first two gaps. So he picks up his own car. He's the subject, his own car, is the object. So there we have the condition fulfilled, and then you use the sin concept. And then the object is bilen, it's a male, so then you use the sin. Han hente bilen sin, and then, and says that, so then you get a subclass, at, his car is the best in the world. Even if it's his own car is the best in the world, the car is still the subject in the subclass. So then you have to say, at bilen hans er verdens beste. And next one, what vennene, gap, are helt enige, and that his friends are fully agreeing. So if you see at, the subclass, his friends are agreeing. So then, vennene, hans, because they are the subject. Vennene, hans, are helt enige, but when he asks his wife, men når han spør kona, and the gap, so when he asks, and then the wife, then he is the subject, the wife is the object, then you use the sin concept. Men når han spør kona si, sier hun at bilen, the gap, is much nicer than the car, than his car, the car belonging to him. So she says that, and then you have her car is nicer than his car. This is a bit of just like a comparison sentence, so you don't have really a subject and an object. There's no verb here that is saying that one one thing is is doing something with an object. So then you then you don't know <laughs> what's the subject, the object, but they're not the subject and object, and then you know you're not going to use the sin concept. So then just like hun sier at bilen hennes er mye finere enn bilen hans. And the last part, og at hun liker bilen gap best. 
and that she likes her own car best. So you have at, then you get a subclass. She likes her own car best. Now we're back to a clear, straightforward example. She likes her car, her own car. Hun liker bilen sin best. Okay, so it's a bit complicated grammar and it takes a bit of training to do this a few times. But once you get uh, uh, just the habit of looking at the subject and object, you get more and more the feeling of it. And then you can just, if you're in doubt, you can stop and look just detailed, which is which, and then you will get the right answer <laughs> the more you do it. So um, uh, we're going to end this episode here. It's it's known to be one of the hardest things to, to, to get used to. So um, that's normal, but it's also something that... Everyone, when they get the, really the, the technique here and the rules, they do it right, like always after that. Okay, so I'm going to stop it here. And as always, thank you so much for listening and see you again soon. Now is the best time to start working at Amazon. They're offering sign-on bonuses up to $3,000 and hourly pay up to $22 per hour. You'll bring home a great weekly paycheck and many jobs come with benefits that start on your first day. That's higher pay, sign-on bonuses, benefits day one. And you'll be part of a safe and inclusive workplace ranked among the best in the world. Go to amazon.com apply to start your job search today. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.